Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, there it is. Start of a new week. February. Cupid on the loose, right? Isn't this one of those months that, unfortunately, if you don't have a significant other, it, like, brings a tad bit of depression? Never been able to, um, really be able to figure that one out. Um, you know, maybe it's a good thing if you're on your own. Learn to love yourself, right? Learn to do you, and then find your partner but you know I, I know there are times where there are single ladies and they'll sit at home and they'll eat a bunch of chocolates and um, dive into some cake and stuff like that because they they feel bad I, I, I think it's um, you know most people when they are depressed they don't eat uh, there's the binge eating which is the other side of it and I, I wish that wasn't the case I, I wish you all happiness and uh, I hope you find your love but Valentine's Day is you know, I, I honestly thought Cher invented it like 40 years ago, and I, I found out that that was anything but the case. It's actually been around for centuries. But it's, uh, you know, it's a glorified day, and um, take it for what it is. My gosh, do not get all uptight about it. Look at all the great things that February brings you outside of Valentine's Day. Like, for instance, pitchers and catchers reporting. Gentlemen. Start your engines. Final weeks of conference basketball and then the tournament kicking off in very early March, followed up by the NCAA tournament. The Players' Championship is about five weeks away. Typically, I really pick up golf now, you know, around Torrey Pines that we saw last week in San Diego. And, of course, they just moved through um, Pebble. And as always, Pebble can give you some nasty weather, and it was delayed, uh, obviously, until today. Next week, it's it's out in Phoenix. I've always wanted to go to the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and what a time to go this year because you have the Super Bowl, and then you have really that carnival act on the PGA Tour where, you know, it's it's a frat party. It's Bourbon Street on a golf course, and... You know, I think it's fine that it's in Phoenix. I I, I wouldn't want it uh, with the majors. You get a little bit of that feel, obviously, when you get to a Ryder Cup. Uh, Even the players and the party machine there, we've seen that pick up year after year after year where you've got those chalets now all over the place. I I was out there earlier today, and they're in building mode. You know, I think some feel or may not know because you go out there once a year that, they leave those stands up year-round. That's that's not the case. Uh, from what I'm told, and I learned this 
you know, maybe a decade or so ago, there's like four or five of those sets and they always move it, you know, ahead. So they'll be tearing it down today in Pebble Beach and who knows where they're moving that to. It it could be going to Bay Hill, you know, something along those lines. And it's always like four or five weeks ahead. So they're doing that right now with the players. The golf course is in absolutely spectacular shape. Greens were a little furry today, but that's kind of expected. They're going to shut it down now. And uh, members of the media, the Jacksonville media, were uh, lucky enough to go out there and, and play this morning, myself included. And it was just a blast. It was a, you know, the wind had really dropped off compared to Saturday when I played out at the Hate. And to see some of those young college players and what they're able to do, it's, it's like they're all the same, man. They're all a tall drink of water, no fat on them. You know, the whip, uh, the torque that goes through their body, the, the, the ability to turn, right? When you get to be my age, you can't turn anymore. It's, it's, it's just something that, that leaves you. And if you do, you know, you come down with a back or you come down with this and that. I'll, I'll be seeing um, Shinatri Chiropractic again coming up on Wednesday just, just to get some maintenance on my back after playing a lot of golf as of late, but what a wonderful time of year. I love it. I, I, I get, you know, talking throughout the weekend about the Jaguars and, and certainly we're going to get to them. I I've always said this and I, I honestly feel this way. I'm one of the few people in this particular uh, profession who actually loves the off season more than the in season. We have to work twice as hard to come up with good topics, to come up with good ideas. But I don't like everything being measured by a W or an L. This is the type of year where you can dream, where you can think out loud. And for the Jaguars, it's just so much better this season than it was a year ago. Certainly the way it was, you know, two years ago, it it just feels like, Everything is starting to fall in place. And if you really analyze these numbers and look at these games, it's even more comforting because there's so much room for improvement. I mean, overall, this team was what? Nine and eight, one and one in the playoffs. You're talking about a 10 and nine team in 19 games, but you increased your offense by nearly nine points. You shaved 6.3 points per game off your defense. You raised your third down efficiency. You're better in goal line. Uh, in the red zone than you have been the last several years. But those two statistics stand out to me because they have to improve. If you want to become a bona fide top five team, top 10 team, look at Kansas City. One of the major differences in that game was red zone efficiency. Kansas City was number one in the NFL this year, 70%. What did they do against Jacksonville a couple of weekends ago? Three trips inside the 20 Three touchdowns, 21 points. None of this three nonsense. No. It's about putting up seven. And, you know, for Trevor Lawrence, hopefully this entire offense remains the same. Uh, A story today came out of Baltimore that Press Taylor, the offensive coordinator here, of course, Press Taylor does not call plays. Doug Peterson does. But Taylor... They wanted to, in Baltimore, uh, bring him in for an interview. Uh, Doug Peterson said, no, he has blocked this. And I love it. 
because Trevor Lawrence has had three years of three different offenses. His final year at Clemson, just the terrible offense that, you know, we saw one season ago. And now you finally have a tiny bit of stability. You know, Jim Bob Cooter's interviewed twice. We know that. The the offensive uh, or the passing game coordinator. Okay, he's interviewed in Tampa. He is interviewed in Carolina. They lost their wide receivers coach in Chris Jackson. But that nucleus with Trevor Lawrence, when you look at Jim Bob Cooter, Press Taylor, you add Mike McCoy, and then, of course, Doug Peterson. If you can keep those four right there and give Trevor Lawrence in this offense a full offseason to explore what's next offensively and stay with the same system and just keep adding and adding and adding instead of, here we go again, brand new offense. Now, Doug Peterson is the main man. We understand that, but I love the fact that he blocked Baltimore here. Press Taylor is going to be a head coach in this league sooner than later. What is he, 34? Okay, and he may not get that opportunity to go straight from an offensive coordinator to a head coach if he, in fact, does not call plays. That's been one of the things that has hurt Eric Bieniemy over the years. You hear that Eric Bieniemy doesn't call plays. It's Andy Reid. However, whenever they show Kansas City sideline, they're, both their lips are moving, okay? I mean, you look at Eric Bieniemy. Every time they show him, the man is talking. And Andy Reid is involved in it. It's you know, like when Urban Meyer was here, the, the, you know, I watched that as the sideline reporter. You know, I became a little bit of a lip reader, and I was A-plus with Urban Meyer because he never talked at all. He never said a word, and the only time he did, I swear, he was singing Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, okay? And there was some of those blowouts where I'm like, I'm kind of with you, Herb. You know what? Let me... Uh, with apologies to uh, to Frank, Tony, and uh, and Jeff. Yeah, well, let me join you right around us and them uh, midway through uh, one of the greatest LPs uh, ever put on tape. That was Urban Meyer. The man never said anything. Well, totally different, as you know, now with Doug Peterson. This is really big offensively. Being able to keep these guys together is, um, to me, so important in year three for Trevor Lawrence. And and you basically know all about this offense, right? The only question is, what are you going to do with tight end? And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see one, perhaps two new offensive linemen, a right tackle, and a left guard uh, on the surface. Uh, That's the way that that I would analyze this. So if you want to comment on that, and, and, and again, I mean, you haven't heard a lot of that around here lately. You come get coaches when you are successful, you know, when you're winning. And and Tom Coughlin had to deal with that right out of the gate. When guys came calling and, you know, they they took Kevin Gilbride, they took Chris Palmer, and they took Dick Geron, they took Dom Capers, and, you know, they kept taking offensive and defensive coordinators. Uh, That happens. You need a promotion. I don't know what the Jaguars are going to do. At wide receiver. You know, if you lost Jim Bob Cooter and you lost Chris Jackson, could you go get Keenan McCardell and make him your passing game coordinator slash wide receivers coach? I, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here. It's got, it's got to be a promotion. It does. Keenan right now is a wide receivers coach in Minnesota. He has interviewed in Carolina. He has interviewed in Tampa Bay. Uh, but no decision has been made on either one of those two jobs. Again, you want to comment, do so on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. That number is 641-1010. All right. Little, um, little bothered today with the Christian Kirk comments. I'm, I, I'm having a difficult time with this because hearing players say they aren't getting respect has always been something that has boiled my blood. You know who showed you respect? Shad Khan. You know who showed you respect? Trent Bulky. You got a four-year, $72 million deal, okay? And you would never, at that particular time, put up 1,000 yards or better. Did some really good things this year. I'm not dismissing that. 84 receptions, 1,108 yards, and eight touchdowns. You also dropped a 55-yarder a couple of weeks ago where you got behind the defense. And great wide receivers make that catch. That was a game-changing drop. He had seven on the year, add that one, in the playoffs. And, you know, timing is everything in life, correct? As a matter of fact, why don't we play this for you? Because it, it, it's, it's not as egregious as, say, his tweet was when he told everyone to keep that same energy. And I just thought the timing of that was terrible. I mean, Jaguar fans are, are mixed in this dropped football that could have changed the outcome of the game. The last thing you want to hear is for someone bringing up respect, the lack of respect, and, and, and basically telling you uh, what is going on. If there was ever a time for someone to shut up, that would be the time. And, and that's not the norm. Okay, I mean, we're here for one reason. Give you the news. Hear from the players. Hear from the coaches. We always want them to talk. Yeah, it made for a better debate, but on the flip side, it's kind of like, bro, no, <laughs> you shouldn't be talking right now. You just dropped a football that could have had Jacksonville playing in the AFC championship game. All right, uh, up in Adams, um, what's uh, – What's her? Kay Adams. Kay Adams. She was forever on NFL Network's morning show. Yeah, she sort of like bet on herself, like a la Lamar Jackson this year, and left that massive show for some new venture, and it sucks. Yeah, uh, Burleson left, and in, in, I think he got like a regular, like he left for like a, a talk like show, a big job. He's um, on like the Today Show or Good Morning yeah. America. Or he got one of those. Uh, up in Adams is now something that is running that is football-related. I think she does something as well, like Hollywood type of stuff at night. Oh, my God. It's so great. It's like, look. Um, oh, my God. Carista Flockhart is getting gas. Huh, we'll have those details. We'll have those details for you uh, coming oh up at 6. God. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's um, it, it, <laughs> the Pat O'Brien one used to be the best. Uh, what, what was it? Um, is that Inside Edition? Yeah, it was Michael Jackson. It's like, uh, Jacko goes wacko. Join us at six <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. all the details. I'm Pat O'Brien. No one knows the stars like I do. 
David Hasselhoff is drunk and he's on the phone. David Hasselhoff is puked by the phone. I did see the Pam Anderson deal. That the, was really good. The Netflix stuff. She comes across as is incredibly likable. Yeah, because it's her own produced documentary. Right. Which, which this is the new thing. All documentaries are like PR firm shows. Like they had a Casey Anthony doc a couple months ago. I and that's it. like, that's made by her. She's blaming her father. So be careful with these documentaries, folks. They're like, a lot of them nowadays are made by the people being documented. You read regu- you read regular accounts on uh, on Casey Anthony, I, and I forget the young lady's name. She used to be the producer for Nancy Grace. She sh- she's got the same modern makeup as Nancy mm-hmm. Grace. If if you don't know what I'm talking about, it it's simply this: she hates all men. Okay, doesn't matter what the shape is, doesn't matter what the size is, doesn't matter if you're a man, she hates you. And I think it was the Velezquez, uh, Velez, whatever. She wrote a Casey Anthony book, and I read it, and I read a few. You read Jose Baez's book on Casey Anthony? It's almost like James Patterson's piece on Aaron Hernandez, and then you read Jose Baez's piece on Aaron Hernandez. It's it's like going from MSNBC to Fox News. You're getting two totally different stories. So is he more like pro her? Yes, all all her. Aaron Hernandez did nothing wrong, according to Jose Baez. Casey Anthony did nothing wrong. According to Jose Baez, it it, it was her dad. They did have a sexual relationship. Who? Is that true? What, Anthony? And and Baez. Oh, no. Not that I know of. Okay. No, 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 no. No. I thought she was hooking up with one of her lawyers. Well, she went to work for one of Baez's. Oh, yeah. She got like a job with him afterwards. Right. But I I do not think it was. uh, It's just me talking crap. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, listen, and that's my documentary. You can think, you can think. It's Casey Anthony. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a she's a liar. I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> anything she says, you don't know what to believe. So anyway, let's um, you know what? Let's do this the correct way. I want to get this week started the right way. I'm I'm gonna hit the break on time. We're gonna hold the Christian Kirk uh, commentary to the other side. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to voice your opinion on it. Okay, we'll play it for you. I'm going to tease it to the other side, but I, I'm not a fan of the lack of respect. That just to who? Okay, your fans love you. This city loves you. The owner paid you. The general manager signed off on it. The coach couldn't wait to get with you. Who cares what some NFL type says? In Seattle or back in Phoenix, uh, you should care about what's going on right here in Duval. So we're going to do that on the other side with Christian Kirk. I do want to tell you that uh, really looking forward to having lunch tomorrow with the uh, the good folks over at Schmunez Vision. Uh, they're getting a lot of buzz. They are from these commercials, and they should. First off, they're absolutely phenomenal. They're located at the beach, and you're talking about you know, a lot of years of outstanding work with Dr. Neil Schmunez, more than 37 years worth of experience. Dr. Catherine Schmunez, fellowship trained in cornea, cataract surgery, all refractive surgery. Combined, that's more than 30 years laser eye surgery. Truth be known, today, 117 yards. I left it three feet, five inches from the cup, and I called it after I shot it. Why? 
I got 2020, brother. I can see. I can see games. I can see my golf shots. I know a lot of you folks out there cannot. It's getting dark right now. Your eyes begin to strain. You get home. The kids are yelling. You're trying to read something on TV. You got to put your glasses on. It's late at night. You grab your phone. Uh Uh-uh. You got to go to your readers because you could. I know what it's like. Okay. You can have all this taken care of. It's as simple as laser eye surgery. It's one of many things they do at Schmunez Vision. Give them a call. 299-2906. Set up an appointment today. 299-2906. Or check them out. Go to SchmunezVision.com. We are jam-packed tonight. It's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. It's a Monday edition alongside JJ. My name is Rick Ballou. Into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Oh, man, just go. You don't know. You just don't. How incredibly disappointed I was when I actually did find out that Cher did not invent Valentine's <laughs> I did. I believe that. Cher and Hallmark. Right? Teamed up. We ought to do something for the ladies next week. What day is Valentine's Day? Fall on. The 14th, right? Uh, Tuesday night. So we'll be here late. Unfortunately, I won't be able to take my lady out that night. What a shame. We get to, yeah, we're on after helmets and heels. Maybe we can find out where the liquored up, depressed ladies are, and we can meet them at 10 o'clock. I'm so down for that. You know what I mean? I mean, it just uh, is the friendly gesture, you know, because I, I, I hate it. It's it's a. I'm it, actually so relieved that it's next Tuesday, finding out that I don't have to go to dinner on Valentine's. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it with, you know, my GF and about three or four other couples on saturday night okay maybe i'll so, do that make it a weekend thing. it's gonna it's gonna be a big time it is but so you guys are doing couple dates yeah on Valentine's. Listen, yeah that's I, interesting i didn't set any of it up i have no idea <laughs> i know we're going into st Augustine. i was in st oh. augustine last night and i i brothers rolling deli chris was back from his monster tour across the pond and i i, I saw him in one of my favorite um you know one thing that Jackson was lacking in, unfortunately, is is great Irish bars. I never ripped Jacksonville, although I'm still getting a lot of people that are firing me up about my whole bit on trash. And a good friend of mine says that we should now start calling Jacksonville Trashville because of the way I'm like, bro. That's not very creative, I'm like, but I like on. it. I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, can we just get to the can, can we just get to the folks who are throwing trash? on the street and, and get them to pick it up and let's make this, you know, let's not Publicly blame. shame them. Right. Let's not blame our uh, political figures and whatever and tell us that, you know, all of a sudden a major breeze just uh, came whipping off the St. John's or, or off the Atlantic or off the Intracosa. I, I, I don't know. Just stop throwing stuff out. Um, but, yeah, uh, Meehan's, they were celebrating their, uh, their 13th anniversary yesterday right in the heart of uh, – of St. Og and uh, uh, one of the brothers, Roland Deli, was back. So that got 
a little dangerous. Uh, then I went to a couple of my favorite huts uh, just to have um, some nice cigars in front of a fire pit. It was beautiful. I love St. Augustine. We'll see what it's like this Saturday. All right. We may have details a week from tomorrow night. Let me work on it. Let me see what I can come up with. You think we can come up with like a pound cake, um, some flowers, maybe like a gift certificate to like a spa? We got to oh, do wow. something here for all the single ladies out there. I really think that we, it's time for us to give. Do we have any single lady listeners? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, I, I get on, you know, I'm sure you get this. I get on Facebook. It'd be like a 22-year-old, <laughs> and she says she's Super from, like, real. yeah, she's from, Croatia. like, she's from, like, Guam or mm. something, and she's always like, hey, I Sexy. love your profile. <laughs> yeah. I'm 21. I'd love to come to the United States. Can you get on the WhatsApp, uh, 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 what is it, the WhatsApp app? Let's go WhatsApp. And I'm always like, no, I can't do that, but why don't I just send you my credit card number? How does that sound? You book your own flight. All right, let's um, let's get to Christian Kirk. Speaking of money, yeah, we need to do this, and we need to have a serious conversation because this this stuff needs to end uh, with Christian Kirk. It, it's it's not as bad as when I read it, so we're going to play it for you again. This is with uh, Kay Adams earlier this morning. It's up in Adams with Jaguars wide receiver Christian Kirk. I still feel like I don't get the respect that I deserve. And it's kind of been that way. And, you know, with all the noise and after I signed my deal this offseason, it was, you know, it was the loudest. And then now, you know, especially with the season that I had, you know, started getting real quiet and everybody kind of, you know, kind of hushed a little bit. But I just, uh, I want my respect. You know, I feel like I'm one of the, the best receivers in the NFL. And that's the way I play. That's the chip that I carry on my shoulder. And um, I'm, I'm going to keep burning it. Well, keep the chip, um, and I'm going to open up your comments at six four one ten ten on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. But I don't like this, and I'll tell you why. He has t- a ton of respect. He got it from this town. He got it from Duval, and you want to be considered, you think you are one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Bro, you just dropped a 55-yarder. That could have been a difference maker. And you dropped it. And everyone drops balls, okay? But stop talking about respect when our lasting memory of you is putting one on the carpet, okay? I I mean, timing again is everything. And... If you said it after the L.A. come from behind 27-0 turn of events, then it it probably would have carried a lot of weight. But I don't care what type of Jaguar fan you are. When you think Christian Kirk right now, I have to believe that you're thinking about that dropped ball. And I'll also say this. I think he's been forgiven. In this city, I, I don't think that, I mean, that was arguably, put it this way, my, my boys back home in Boston, they won six Super Bowls. You bring up Wes Welker, who won either two or three Super Bowls, you know what they start doing? They talk about the one that he dropped against the Giants and how they lost that game because Manningham made that ridiculous grab 
and Wes Welker dropped it. Here's a guy who won, and that's how he's being remembered. Right now in this town, as great as Christian Kirk was, he dropped the ball he had to have. Had to. I mean, $72 million over four years. You go back and watch that play, too. Trevor Lawrence, man, he throws that ball before Christian Kirk passes both those defensive backs. He knew that Kirk was going to finish that route and threw it perfectly. Now, if you listen to Chris Collinsworth, who, by the way, needs to see Schmunez vision, because Christian, I mean, Collinsworth on the, is on there saying, oh, you know, well, Trevor overthrew Christian He didn't overthrow Christian Kirk. It was a perfect throw by the quarterback in this city. I'm not going to spend the entire offseason hammering Christian Kirk. I like him. He's a real stand-up guy. But I think he's making a mistake by going back to the respect card. Know your audience. Know your fans. You dropped the ball. If you caught that ball, Jacksonville may have won that game. So that's just the way that I look at this. And, And again, I voiced my opinion. I want to give you an opportunity out there to voice your opinion. And and this wasn't, you know, a massive Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown type of complaint. Okay? I think for most, it's just going to disappear into the thin air. Uh, but to me, no. Uh, to me, I can't let this go because... He should have caught that football. How do you feel about it? First of all, shocked by this. Wes Welker, no Super Bowl rings. Really? So he lost with the Pats to the Giants both times. Mm. And then he lost with Denver against Seattle. Wow. Yeah, I'm shocked by that as well. I, okay. I'm with you. Well, the you. year that they were undefeated, it was him and Moss. Yes. But obviously they lost. In the Super Bowl. That's the game he dropped the ball against uh, the New York Giants. Correct. Right. 2011, I believe. Um, I'm with you. I have hated that Christian Kirk has done this the last couple weeks with the tweet first, and then he's basically saying the exact same thing that he tweeted, which lets you know that he's not over it. He's been stewing on it for weeks now. Um, Just go back to the grind, be better next year, and maybe people will start talking about you as one of the great receivers in the game. But right now... After one 1,100-yard season, you're not all of a sudden one of the best receivers in the league. I'm sorry. We did this exercise halfway through the season, whether he was like a top 20 guy or not, and listeners were split. It wasn't exactly like, you know, even in Jacksonville, not everybody was like, oh, yeah, this guy's a top 20 receiver in the league. I still don't think he is, but he's talking like he is. I think it's just the position. Like, these wide receivers are all divas. They all think they're the best. And there's nothing we can really do about it. For me, the... But it's annoying. Yeah, for me, the most interesting part of being a decision maker, okay, whether you're a president, whether you're a general manager, no matter what it is, whether it's sports or something else, okay, many of you out there have contracts. And I've always wondered this. Are you getting paid for what you've done or are you getting paid for what they believe you are going to do? There's a clear difference. Christian Kirk, $72 million over four years, 
got paid by the Jacksonville Jaguars for what they believe he's going to do. He was never a number one in Arizona. He never had more than 1,000 yards in Arizona. Granted, he worked with future Hall of Famers. You see, A.J. Green announced his retirement today after 12 years. Most of them in Cincinnati, but, you know, the last few seasons in Arizona. This organization paid him for what they think he's going to do, not for what he's already done. And he had a, he responded. 84 receptions, 1,108 yards, eight touchdowns. He added in the playoffs in two games, 15 receptions. So that's seven and a half receptions a game. Uh, 130 total yards, two touchdowns. He also had seven drops during the regular season. I haven't been able to find playoff drops. I have obviously the 55-yarder. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, Chris Collinsworth runs pro football focus. Maybe he told those <laughs> analysts. Change it so his commentary <laughs> sounds better. You know, maybe that was an know, overthrow. That's an overthrow by Trevor. That's that's not on. I mean, it, it, I mean, you can't say it's an overthrow. It's, it's not an overthrow. I, I don't care how much of a fan you are, how much of a fan you aren't. I mean, it's it, it wasn't. So am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Uh, maybe, maybe, but. It's the way that I feel. I, the respect card shouldn't come out of his mouth after that drop. It shouldn't. Because this city showed him the respect. They paid him the money. And I also think, for the most part, he has already been forgiven for a drop. Yeah, I remember when I got here, when James Little Man Stewart used to fumble, and, and, and that man got absolutely destroyed. Now, a lot of that was uh, because there was really um, simple-thinking Gators out there who hated Little Man James Stewart because he played at Tennessee. We have seen the maturation of those fans who now, for the most part, regardless of where you went to college— once you are a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you kind of throw that overboard, right? It's about winning now in this city, winning uh, for this team, regardless of, of where you went to school. I think Kirk's gotten treated rather warmly. Yeah, if you go on Jaguars Twitter or something, you're never going to see people like blaming Kirk for that loss or anything like that. It's nothing but love. Like... This fan base is sweet to the players, man. Like, uh, to talk like he is is so annoying. I mean, especially the guy had 300-yard receiving games this year. Like, the guy maxed out at, like, 115 yards a game or uh, in a game this season. That was the most he had. Like, stop talking like you're something you're not. Someone has to get the yards on every team. You know, like – uh, Cooks or whatever his name is for the Texans for years just got numbers. Like, if you're going to, someone has to get the catches. Doesn't mean you're great, man. You know, there, there's guys on Oklahoma City who score 30 points a game. You know, like, someone has to score the points. Doesn't mean you're great. <laughs> Are you getting 30 by taking 14 shots tonight? Are you there's getting 30 by taking 24 My shots tonight? My point is, like, there's always going to be a 1,000-yard receiver pretty much on every team. It doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. It certainly doesn't make you a top 20 player in my eyes. No. Um, Although I like him. I think he had a good year. Oh, I do, too. Like, I just do, shut up. I, I do, too, but he's wrong here, and and he needs to be told uh, that he's wrong. 
Okay? I mean, this city has his back. He's going to be greeted warmly during off-season camps and as soon as things get cranked up again. I mean, this has left the building. Uh, I think there's probably more on the Jamal Agnew fumble at the three-yard line. And, you know, he took the Twitter. He said he felt bad. He also went on to say this is not going to, you know, be my only identity. Uh, I'm not going to let this uh, affect everything uh, with me moving forward. And, of course, there is a chance that that Agnew could be just flat-out released. Uh, I think they would recoup $4.7 million as far as uh, uh, the contract. I'll actually look that up here during the break. All right, let's give you a chance. My goodness, look at the text line. 641-1010 brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Look at the listening audience. I mean, this is insane. A lot of stuff about Cher. One after another. <laughs> we got a little bit on Cher. Uh, by the way, I did look up Kay Adams. She's with People. Okay. So she does Up and Adams in the morning, and she does People uh, at night. And a listener informed us that her name is not Kay Adams. Her name is Dorothy Kanapka. Hmm. So she's like Polish and changed her name like a lot of Hollywood types do. I know she dated Danny Amendola when she was working in Boston, but she's one of those ladies who likes to keep her personal life uh, to herself. So she's got everyone guessing. Everyone's trying to figure all that stuff out. She's from Chicago, and she's 36. She'll be 37 in April. I like her. I I, love her. I, I think she's, I miss her in the morning. I do. I thought she was absolutely fantastic. All right. Let's get to you on the other side. 641-1010, best way to get us. Again, that is on the text line. And thank you to Lifetime Enclosure. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we need tonight till 8. Tomorrow night after Helmets and Heels, rest of the week, 6 to 8. That's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Look forward to it. Pat O'Brien here, kiddos. Uh, join me at 6. Jennifer Aniston, friend of foe. She gets blasted. She's not going to have kids. And someone's calling her selfish. That'll be tonight at 6. By the way, we had to play the... Uh Pat O'Brien voicemail for the intern because he wasn't aware. Stoned on coke. Was that what it was? I know he had had to go to like uh, rehab after it got leaked. Pat O'Brien was like one of the first like sideline reporters or whatever. Remember he he was was like sports. Oh my god! Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, back in like the eighties. Okay. He was a he was a big wig. Yeah, and then he 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 took the money grab. He went. He went to Hollywood. A lot of guys go from ESPN. Uh, who right. was the guy that uh, went from ESPN to uh, Entertainment Tonight? Uh, Kevin Frazier. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good call right there. But it, it, it was like, all of a sudden, it's like Pat O'Brien. Like, he's got everything. You know? Folks on the intranet are very upset with Kim Kardashian. She apparently photoshopped one of her bikini photos. Details at six. It was, um, I mean, those shows are, and look at all the response we have here on the text line. It's like people love it. Uh, You know, those people that work in the entertainment industry probably look down on sports people. 
I'm sure they do. And I'm just like, they're talking about a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we are. 1138 so are says, uh, Baloo, talk soup was the best. Oh. With, uh... I think I watched. Joel. Yeah, you had the Joel McHale, but you had Greg Kinnear on it, you know, and you had a couple of other guys that were John Henson House Barks. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like I caught into it a little bit. I I know when I was in Chicago forever. That's when Howard the Howard Stern. I was show just about to say e, was on at night. I had to hide that from my parents. Well, uh, they in Chicago they must have reran that at like two a.m. Because I get off Chicago time at 1 a.m. And, you know, when I became a homeowner, a homeowner, it was about an hour trip. And everything was blurred out. And it was like only a 30 second or 30 minute like segment of the show. But still just outrageous. That guy, he used to be so cutting edge. Now he he literally hasn't left his house in like three years because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Like what happened to that dude? Uh, yeah, I, I still like him. I just, uh, I, his whole, you know, I like him when he's doing his thing. I, I, I don't, um, I don't enjoy uh, all that political talk, uh, but that's just me. 5151 says, uh, you guys are really hurting for topics. Right? <laughs> Christian Kirk's contract was a free agent contract. So he was by definition overpaid. He had a great year. Perfect year? No, but who does? 51-51. That's kind of my point. The 51-51 has forgiven him. Uh, there's a lot of places, there's a lot of cities where if you dropped what could have been a game-changing touchdown, there would be negativity. Now, I, I, I think a lot of it is you won four games in two years. and you weren't expected to be in that position. But expectations do change. And here you go. Here's one right here who's like, yeah, you, you know, you guys have nothing to talk it's about. like you so made our point. Well, the only reason why we're talking about it is because he said it today. Okay? I mean, it's... And he plays for the Jags. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was said today. And that's why... He, you know, it's, it's not like I got out of here on Friday night and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to talk about Monday? Christian Kirk, please go to the respect card so I know I'll be okay. Uh, 5472, Baloo, it's just uh, just a manufactured chip on the shoulder that all these guys have. They all think that they are the elite of the elite, yet everyone in their right mind knows they aren't elite. Well, Christian Kirk is nowhere near elite. Okay, he's very good. Um, I don't think he's a bona fide number one. I think with Calvin Ridley, and he can apply next week, right? February 15th. Uh, my guess is Calvin Ridley makes that grab. Calvin Ridley, I believe, is a step faster than Christian Kirk. So, number one, I think he has the speed, and number two, Really, 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 really good wide receivers make that grab. And he did not. So, uh, again, just just my opinion on it. Uh, 45-97, Blue, he's no Jimmy Smith. Jimmy would have scored on that pass. Well, Jimmy Smith had was blazing fast. 
Okay, I don't know if there's ever been someone here as fast as Jimmy Smith. I mean, Corey Grant, straight ahead, yeah, but he had no wiggle. Jamal Agnew, he came out today and said that he thinks he can beat Cheetah in a race. Love to see that. Did you watch any of that nonsense? No, I, yesterday? I, I only saw the Trevor touchdown pass this morning, but the funniest part about the Pro Bowl was on Sunday afternoon, I get an update on my phone from Espen because they love to do that, and it was like, check out this brutal hit by Jalen Ramsey in the Pro Bowl, and I'm like, damn, I got to watch this. I can't believe it got real in the Pro Bowl. Like, I didn't expect that during a flag football game. I watched the video. He, like, missed reaching for some guy's flag and then, like, went shoulder to shoulder accidentally. I think it was against Tyreek Hill and kind of, like, pushed him over. It was like an accidental shoulder to shoulder hit. And ESPN's like, you won't believe what you're going to see. People lost their head. This is crazy. Like, trying so Mm. hard for people. And then I saw. ESPN must have been short on topics. (laughs) And then, like, there was a headline this morning. God, I hope it's still up on ESPN. Um, It's not up anymore, but it was basically like the players loved the Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah. Like, it was great. So, no matter what you think, it was actually really good. Yeah, I was surprised when that clip came out yesterday with Jalen. I mean, he's he's a great guy and a phenomenal teammate. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm surprised that anything like that happened. But yeah, you know, I'm in the Irish bar and I'm trying to you know keep an eye on uh, on Pebble and the golf tournament. And I keep looking up, and all the camera shows is Eli Manning and Eli Man. I'm like, what in the hell are they showing Eli Manning for? <laughs> I mean, these Mannings say that they want to retire and and go home be with their family. Every time I look up, they're doing a commercial. They're doing their own television Monday night broadcast. Yeah, now. they were the coach of the game. Uh-huh. Here yeah. it is. Flag football, a hit with players at revamped Pro Bowl. Not, this was the biggest joke and catastrophe that's ever happened. In this I season. watched very little of it, uh, to be honest with you. All right, we need to take a break. We're here towards the top of the hour. See, we got a couple of callers hanging on. Maybe we'll grab some calls on the other side. Let's, uh, you know. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Did you even realize that Snoop Dogg and Pete Davidson were the honorary team captains? I I saw <laughs> You know what? I saw Snoop. But oh then my I, God. I saw this real thin dude put a hoodie on. That's him. And I'm like, is that Pete Davidson? Or a heroin I'm like, addict. I'm like, how in the hell did Pete Davidson get on the side? I mean, this guy's a – Pete Davidson's a – freaking legend right now this guy can he basically runs our country yes he does. it's unbelievable the the i mean you just look at the back of his baseball card mm, and impressive. the numbers that he has put up and you talk about a major how and why i i can't i can't figure it out. i'm not a pete davidson hater at all i i have i respect tremendous respect you have to there's there's no way around it uh, what he's been able to do. All right, let's get ready for our second hour. Six four one ten ten. Best way to join us. I'm Rick Bully alongside JJ. Into the night with Rick Ballou on ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. All right, Kyrie Irving moved. He's on his way to Dallas. Is he the worst teammate of all time? I mean. Dennis Rodman has to be up there. 
Yeah, but Dennis Rodman, he helped the team win. Though. Sure, he like, did. Like on the court, he was a great teammate. Um, but he it, was a major distraction. I would say uh, maybe Albert Bell. Joey Bell. Who's that? Joey Joey changed his name to Albert. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, when he was at LSU, he was he was uh, Joey Bell. Um, you know, Barry Bonds was an infamously terrible teammate. Mm-hmm. Jeff Kent. Yes, they got into it. Uh, but Kyrie is definitely up there. There's good teammates like Jalen Ramsey. Yes. And then there's bad teammates like Kyrie Irving. Where was Christian Kirk in there? Christian Kirk, I think, is a very good teammate. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I do. I, I just believe he's made a mistake here. And if someone makes a mistake, I'm going to exercise my right uh, to bring it up. Well, some of the listeners are worried about your influence with the team and the players. Yeah, 3742 says, uh, I hope and pray players don't listen to your show because you can turn them against the city and the team. That pass was not perfect. The man almost broke his shoulder trying to make that catch. If he feels disrespected, he can express that. He'll back him up, the local media. And maybe you should go back to Boston. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> that hey, you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. Thank you. If, if there's no chance of me going back to Boston, <laughs> none. Zip. You know, it was like ne- okay. negative nine there this weekend. No, no, no kidding. By I, the way, I, I played the old Sawgrass Saturday, and I just played the stadium course today. My my friends are buried in snow. Probably back in the hubs. I'm not going just because you don't agree with my opinion. No, I'm not going back to Boston. And if you think that. You know, Christian Kirk's game is somehow affected by anything he hears from the local media. Then we really have a problem with this guy. Really, man? I thought I had that type of pull. <laughs> I know Christian's in Arizona right now. I thought he had oh. us, you know, on the app. You can get us on the 92.5 app. Or the 1010 AM app. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. We have two apps, folks. Uh, 83-86, Blue, maybe Kirk should respect these perfect passes from Trevor Lawrence <laughs> instead of dropping them. And then maybe he can get a little more respect without asking for it. Well, you're one of the very few out there who actually has gone that way. Just about everyone else is, you know, hey – we're giving, uh, for instance, fifty-five oh four blue. We are also wouldn't be uh, in the AFC uh, champions uh, of the AFC South. Uh, the AFC South champions without Kirk, and that's a fact. Um, okay, I'll agree with that. Sure, absolutely, no doubt. I I, I think that that is a. Yes, but if you got all that money back that you're paying Christian Kirk, you could have used it to buy someone else. So, like, yes, I agree that if Christian Kirk wasn't on the team, if you just left it at that, then you wouldn't win the AFC South. But am I allowed to replace him with all that money? He's, like, one of the highest-paid wide receivers in the game. Like, that's sort of a stupid-ass argument. Yeah, you know, I just – I look at where he is this year, and – the word respect is hard. It should be hard for fans 
because you look at Christian Kirk, his base salary is 15.5. His prorated bonus is 5 million. Okay, that's 20.5 million. He's getting $500 a, uh, $500,000 a game as a roster bonus. He's got a workout bonus of $500,000. He's got other bonuses of $1,500,000. His guaranteed salary is 15,500,000. His cap number is 23 million dollars. It's the highest figure on this team. If that doesn't scream respect, I don't know what does. $23 million. If if they, let's just say they were pissed. He dropped the ball and they're like, we can't have that. We want guys who make plays. You cut him, you have dead money of $30,500,000. That's his dead cap figure. So I just, I don't agree with the... The lack of respect card. Lack of respect is like putting a guy on a franchise tag. You know, like, hey, we'll pay you this year, but we don't expect you. We don't trust you to give you a long-term deal yet. You know, we're kind of just going to use you right here, this one-year deal. They gave him a long long deal. I mean, they gave him a lot of money. The most respect they could offer. Who would you, and again, I really don't care much about this, but I'm just trying uh, to... Add to the conversation. What AFC wide receiver would you remove to put Christian Kirk in there? Like in the Pro Bowl? Yeah, Pro Bowl. We just I gotta had. look up the roster. Yeah, I, again, I don't, I don't spend a lot of attention with it. Yeah, but you know, he didn't go. The Jaguars didn't have anyone okay, originally. Okay, so we have Tyreek Hill. Would you take him out? Absolutely not. No way. Um, would you take out Stefan Diggs? No Absolutely way. not. Mm. Would you take out Devontae Adams? No. Absolutely not. What about Jamar Chase? No. Okay. And, and Chase missed a couple of games. But no. I mean, those those are those four are better receivers. They've they've proven that they are better receivers. This is the first year that Christian Kirk has gone north of one thousand yards. You know, let's look at his numbers here. He spent four years in Arizona. The most balls he ever caught in a year was in 2021, 77 receptions on 103 targets, 982 yards, an average of 12.8 with five touchdowns. Uh, He increased that this year by seven. So he got over 1,000, 84 in 133 targets, 1,108 yards, an average of 13-2. You know, Trevor Lawrence really improved in with his numbers. But if you look at passing efficiency and you look at targets to grabs, that's a pretty big number there. 84 to 133, that's huge. Let me compare that to the other wide receivers just to see how different that is. And and again, seven we know were drops. But how many of those were 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 bad throws? How many of those are on Trevor Lawrence uh compared to I you know, I guess I could find that out if I um uh if I took a deep dive uh in all of this and and, and try to get the answer. But just to kind of say what I'm you know, Zay Jones, eighty two of one twenty one, hundred and twenty one targets. Okay. Uh, 82 receptions. Zay Jones led the Jaguars with 13 drop passes. Uh, Evan Ingram, 
73 of 98, okay? 98 attempts or 98 targets, 73 receptions. Again, those are better numbers. Marvin Jones, 46 of 81. Ooh, that's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, But again, 84 of 133 for Christian Kirk. And, you know, overall, you look at Trevor Lawrence, when you consider uh, completion percentage, Trevor Lawrence in one season went from 59.6% to 66.3%. And he had some bad throws. He had some missed throws, especially early in the season. He also, the talent around him, were among leaders in the NFL. As a matter of fact, I think they led the NFL with 41 dropped footballs. So, uh, that is that when looking at him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I want to do here? Uh, and don't forget, Kirk can catch you on YouTube also. Uh, are we on YouTube? We are know. on YouTube. All that. you have to do is go to 1010XL's YouTube page. We are the first video we're live. Share us with your friends. Yeah. Uh, that text was hilarious. Go back to Boston. You upset that guy. I, I don't you know, I don't care if I upset you. You know, I'm I'm not here to to do that. I'm 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 here to tell the truth on my opinion. Sometimes my opinion is is very, very good and positive. And sometimes in situations like this, I I think it's worthy of saying what? I mean, respect? This organization loves you, man. They paid you. So, all right, let's take a break. We got much more to get into uh, here on the other side. A couple of other things I do want to introduce, but I'm going to try to get through all of these uh, emails or, excuse me, texts because a ton are coming in at 641-1010 brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. We'll take it till 8 o'clock tonight, then it's Hacker Nation. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Pat O'Brien here. Christian Kirk says he's disrespected. Join us at 6. We have the quote. Also, Madonna tells us she's had many lovers, but which one was the best? That's tonight on People. I do want to congratulate the young man I played golf with at the Hate on Saturday. He is from Sarasota. He plays here at the University of North Florida. Robbie Higgins, a minus five, tied for fourth. Thank you to John Hate. I don't like what you did today. You're too humble of a man. Me? Because you have your own platform, your own radio show. It's literally just you. No other co-host. You could talk about whatever you want. You won the media contest today at a TPC. Both contests haven't said a word on it on air, so I will. Congratulations, Rick Blue, three feet from the hole, 17th. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you know... Uh... I will say this, that when it comes to the media, I feel like I don't get enough respect. <laughs> I've always said that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's something that, um, even though I've been in it for 30 years and now going on my second month, yeah, that's the main thing that 
comes to mind to me when I would define my career, it's respect and not enough of it. Now, was there a fist bump or? I got a me O'Brien fist bump. Nice. Um, played with a, a a gentleman and a lady, uh, Charles and uh, Brooke. Uh, they both gave me a fist bump. I got a back slap from my caddy, Matthew, and it was a great time. That feels good. Yeah. Congratulations. Great shot. It, it was on video, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you guys put it online or anything, but. I think Mia was doing all that. Great form. All that type of stuff. So, <laughs> I thought this guy told me to stop cyberbullying uh, Joe Buck, but that was actually earlier today. <laughs> that was probably from our afternoon <laughs> that, show. Um, that wasn't me. So uh, <laughs> We're cyberbullying Christian Kirk today. Yep. Here's a guy who goes up and down crazy. And he says, um, um, he's bringing up the d- disrespectful card because he wasn't worth the contract. The respect issue has nothing to do with Jacksonville or the team. You're all better in that context. Is everything. Don't be idiots and change what they are talking about. You, you, you're totally wrong. We can play it again. Let's play. I mean, he, he comes straight out here and says that he feels like he's still not respected so no uh, your interpretation of this is wrong do we have that again let's play this is earlier today Kay Adams with Christian Kirk I still feel like I don't get the respect that I deserve and it's kind of been that way and you know with all the noise and after I signed my deal this offseason it was you know it was the loudest and then now you know especially with the season that I had you know Started getting real quiet, and everybody kind of, you know, kind of hushed a little bit. But I just, uh, I want my respect. You know, I feel like I'm one of the the best receivers in the NFL, and that's the way I play. That's the chip that I carry on my shoulder, and um, I'm I'm gonna keep earning it. So there you go. He still doesn't feel the respect. They got quiet. He brings up the season that he had. For guys like me, the lasting impression is dropping a 55 yard pass. I'm I'm sorry. That's it. That's what I remember. And, you know, you could spin it any way you want, but if the great wide receivers make that play, and I just don't understand going to the respect card after that, okay? You're being paid, you're the top paid player on this team. You know what the best wide receivers in the NFL do? They'll change the, a game entirely. Like, just with them, they'll take over a couple drives, make insane catches. Like, you, we saw in the Super Bowl last year with Cooper Cup. You know, you see J- Justin Jefferson do it every week, and you see Chase do it, uh, Diggs. You never see Christian Kirk, like, totally take over a game. Like, that. that's not the receiver he is. I understand that. He's not a number one you're never going to get the, quote, respect of being one of the best in the league because you aren't. You got paid like a number one. Yeah, so be happy. Yeah, that's it. I mean, look at the money. And he's loved here. Look, I, 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 got, I got people here telling me that I have nothing to talk about, <laughs> that, I, that I'm going to this because if not, there would be dead air here uh, tonight, which, by the way, is absolutely, totally absurd. I mean, that's all I do. 
when I'm not on air is thinking about what I'm going to talk about that night or the next night. So whatever. Okay. I I just think the timing is wrong with this. What about a little humble pie? A little humility here. He dropped a ball. He should have. There's no other way to say it. He should have caught the ball. Okay. Simple. He's been forgiven. Uh, He didn't lose any fans over this. This city was in such a frenzy because you overachieved. The expectations were passed by. And, you know, if he, I wonder if during that five-game losing streak, if he dropped the ball then during a five-game losing streak, I, I can't imagine or dropped that same ball. I can't imagine what would have been said then because at that point, everyone was getting criticized, including the quarterback. And just for your information, sir, we had at least an hour's worth on the Pro Bowl water balloon toss. Yes, we did. So don't act like we couldn't talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, I'm a big fan. I just, I, I, I guess I'm more surprised than anything because me he, too. He he's seemed a real like not humble that guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's a very like when I saw that tweet after the game, I was like, whoa. He's a very respectful guy. I mean, I. I have a lot of admiration for the young man. I, I'm not a, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not going to be a Christian Kirk killer trying to run him out of town. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm for him, and I want you to be for him. But I also believe that there are times where your mouth can get you in some trouble. And to me, this is a story, you know, because, because of what happened. Yeah, and we're all wired differently. Okay. Right now, I'm sorry. When I think Christian Kirk, I think of that drop. There's no other way for me to say. Just saying. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 50-88 below the Kirk drop in Kansas City was rough considering it was the exact same drop almost from the first time we played them. It was a point in the game where if you catch it, you probably win the game just because of the direction of the game was going. And he was amazing. I think he has a long future here in Jacksonville. Well, I hope he has a long future here. Yeah. And, and you're right. And what, you know, Jacksonville got blown out in one game. That was Detroit. Okay. If you rewound this tape and went to week one and heard my comments on Trevor Lawrence, on week one, for missing wide-open wide receivers and missing Travis Etienne. And Houston, throwing the goal. I mean, when things don't go right, I'm going to voice my opinion on why I think it is not going right. And, I'm again, I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised here because, you know, whether it was Josh Allen in some struggles, whether it was, you know, re-signing Cam Robinson, which I wouldn't have done, whether it was uh, Trevor early on in the season. You know, you go to Philadelphia in week four, he has four fumbles and five turnovers. Man, after all of these games, I, I would hammer what went wrong. And the audience, for the most part, 
understands and agrees and how do you fix it? And it's it's a good conversation. This one here, all of a sudden there's a lot of, hey, Baloo, shut up. Don't even talk about it. And the way that I'm fed, okay, by the way, whose birthday is it? I just had a big slice of coconut cake. Andrew Gibson, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Gibby. And I'm telling you right now, either the diabetes is kicked in, <laughs> or You're feeling lightheaded. Or yeah, I am having a complete out of body experience right now. I don't know if this is from the jab <laughs> or what. But what a I got to tell you something. Your myocarditis is kicking in. What a buzz I have right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm so high off I that mean, cake. I have never been so stoned in my life. <laughs> How much sugar is in that cake? I haven't had any yet. Mm. I mean, this is fun. I'm going to I'm going to start bringing a piece of uh a piece of cake into the studio That's every night. That's when you know you're hitting middle age pretty hard. Yeah. Start getting high off cake. No doubt. How are we in breaks? We okay? Yeah, we're yeah. caught up. Because I have no idea what's going on. Right now. I mean, right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally, I mean. Are we still alive? Or <laughs> this is like, yeah, that, uh, coconut, uh, that coconut <laughs> cake to me is like crack. All right? I don't know what's going on with my body right now. I, I got to be honest um, with you. But, yeah, I mean, this. There's some of you out there that are like, well, well, you know, what what are you doing here? Why are you bringing this up? I'm like, well, I've told you. I've given you the reasons why I'm I'm bringing it up. I, I believe if Christian Kirk catches that ball and if Jamal Agnew doesn't fumble that ball, the Jaguars are playing in the AFC Championship game. I, I really believe that. Might have a rematch this weekend with the Eagles. Don't make the mistake, folks, of automatically assuming now that this is going to be the standard. I I really believe that Jacksonville is on the come and that Jacksonville is going to be relevant and they're going to be in it almost every year. But you have to consider a lot of things that went their way this season, particularly the lack of injuries. This was a blessed year. Health-wise, for Jacksonville, I think they were number two in the NFL in, you know, lost games by starters. It was a very healthy year. And you and I both know that that is so important. I mean, these games, for the most part, are going to come down to a play late in the fourth quarter. I, I hope that that's the case on Sunday. As a matter of fact, I hope during this Super Bowl, I hope the officials are so bad that the team who is not supposed to win it does win it just so we can finally get some clarity here. And, you know, Roger Goodell is going to be asked that on Wednesday. He's also going to be asked about concussions being up 18% when he meets the media. And, you know, obviously the scenario that happened between Buffalo and Cincinnati and that awful uh, story that's gonna I have to believe gonna be the most important thing during his uh, state of the NFL address all right let's take our final break of the night um yeah somebody you know some of you just keep trying to get in here and try to I'm not gonna change not gonna change my opinion on it okay it, it was a it was a poor choice of words and 
you know, I mean, that that's that. That there's really no other way to say it. When you are a huge reason why you lost the game, I think the best thing that you can do is show everyone that you care and that you're upset. Not going to the respect card. No. Mm-mm. That's me. You, some of you are different. Some agree. I, I, granted, I haven't read many that agree with me. I, I kind of like to go against. Um, I think it sounds better. Uh, but I, I think as an audience, I think as a Jaguar fan base, you have absolutely given Christian Kirk a pass. <laughs> Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Justin Rose, a winner today for the first time in four years, went low. A 66 makes $1,620,000, 500 FedEx points. Uh, Brendan Todd, Brandon Wu, three strokes behind. Man, look at, look at all the American uh, outside of Justin Rose. Uh, it looks like. 12, 11 out of the next 12 are from the United States of America. What happened to the Florida State kid? Uh, let's see, Hank. Um, what did we decide it was? Leah Boda, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Didn't we? Uh, we looked it up phonetically. He Speaking. finished tied for 15th. Right. Uh, it's Hank. Yeah. Labi- Labiota. Labiota. Hank Labiota. Um, I'm a Florida State guy, so whenever I get an opportunity to mention something about Florida State, I'm going to do it. Yeah, congratulations, Hank Labiota. Uh, let's see how much money he made. How much cash? Uh, ooh, 146250 Yeah, That's a big drop-off. Pretty good for a weekend, though. It is. It is. They I- had to shut the course down for a wind. I know. You think they'd do that in Scotland? Well, you remember the wind here last year? Do you remember, like... On Friday, was it Thursday or Friday, early in the week? Even early on Sunday, I was out, uh, you know, with some some good buddies of mine, and the wind on 17, coming in on 16, then hitting on 17, was... Perhaps the worst win I've ever seen at the players. And they had to play two rounds. That I remember Morikawa, I believe it was Morikawa. He hit it into the water on 17 twice on Saturday. You know, not on the same hole, but in separate rounds, but in one day. Makes such a difference. There was almost no wind out there today. Uh, Jacksonville University's Russell Knox today, four under. Actually got away from him a little bit after 69, 71, and 70. He shot a 73 today. So he's tied for 41st. He'll pocket uh, $32,000. Really start to pick up golf this time of year. You know, West Coast swing. And then before you know it, they're going to be right here in our state. The Philly Godfather just put on Twitter this. The Jags should have beat the Chiefs. The refs gave them the game. Also, the refs gave uh, the Chiefs the game against the Bengals. The Eagles are going to smash this team. I'm having a very difficult time 
trying to figure out who I'm going to pick on Friday. He's been like so pro. I mean, obviously he's an Eagles guy. He's a Philly guy, but like, but he's a money. He guy. is a gambler, but he's been so pro Eagles all the last week and a half yeah. uh, on this game. I'm leaning Chiefs, but I'm not going to put a lot of money on this game. I do not feel comfortable. Tom Brady's going to sit out a year. Made the announcement a little bit earlier today. Uh, there was some speculation, or a lot of speculation, that he would be part of the Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. And 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 then you you hear the reasons why, and a lot of it is is almost like you know bringing up an eighteen or nineteen year old pitcher to Major League Baseball. You don't want him to get shelled. Then all of a sudden, you know what's that going to do to his psyche? Uh, folks around Fox are. Basically say, no, we don't want to put too much on him. We don't want to bring him in. And, you know, if he's not ready, then then have that to overcome. And I, I'm just like, you're paying this man $375 million. You can't have him do a Super Bowl hit. There's like a 12-hour pregame show. And, it, J.J., it's not like they're going to ask him to explain the balloon in the sky. The Chinese spy balloon. The comment's going to be, hey, Tom, you got two pretty good quarterbacks out there, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. What do you think? Break down their game. Or even if you don't want them to do that, just like, hey, give us your first exclusive, like, after retirement interview. And he's obviously isn't going to do that. You can tape it. And if it doesn't go over well, you can tape it again. He made it seem like that he's going to take this year to just, like, practice being a commentator, to me, this just leaves an opening up for more conspiracy theory talk about him joining the team. I am surprised that he's not part of Super Bowl coverage, and I am absolutely surprised that he is not going to be a part of the number one team in the fall of 2023. As J.J. just said, he's waiting until 2024. Um, He also insinuated, this was from Coward Show, he insinuated that like he has other stuff in his life that he needs to get a handle on. And to me that's like family stuff. Did you see the picture of him today though in the hotel room? That was no. kind of Well, I Pat O'Brien will have those details for <laughs> you tonight. But he's like sitting in his skivvies. Oh, I oh, gross. And it's it's kind of like well, wait a minute here. It, is he now has CTE entered Tom Brady or <laughs> You hear that he wants to win back the family. You know, I've had a couple of people say to me, well, maybe he's trying to get Giselle back. I'm like, I don't think that's the case. What the hell is he doing posting photos of him in, in his drawers? In underwear. It looks like he's got a beach view. And the underwear is like nude colored. So it wants you to think when you just look, glance at it, that he's naked, um, which is what I thought at first. Thank God he wasn't. Yeah, this is for, uh, uh, I, I don't even know the name. No. Natural breathable cotton. Mm-hmm. Available now in boxer briefs and briefs. Right. There you go. Oh, it's Brady brand, of course. It's his own underwear now. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> Gosh, man. <laughs> I mean Who loves attention more? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers had a had a nice weekend. He did. And you know, there's a lot of talk that that he's it's now the Jets. A lot of people think that that's where he is going to end up. 
with the New York Jets. We'll have to see. Tom Brady made $333 million in 23 years in the NFL. He's going to make $375 million over a 10, you know, 10 seasons beginning in 2024 uh, with Fox. But he's got like his own production company. Now you're telling me he's got his own underwear company. See, this is what I've never TB12. been able to figure out. And, and maybe I would if, I don't know. It, but, I, I mean, unless it's just his name and he does no work at all, and he's profiting off it. Why would you put that amount of stress on you to to run companies when when again combined, this is over seven hundred million dollars. Now I understand that he that Uncle Sam takes a large chunk, and, and I, I get all that. I understand all that. But how much money does does one man really need? I agree with you on the whole like. Uh, running a business, but I think you're right. It's probably just like, hey, slap my name on it. I'll take a few pictures and I'll tweet out some stuff, which he's not even tweeting. I mean, I'm sure he pays for someone to do that. To me, it's like, do you really think he's going to do 10 years worth of broadcasting? Like, I'm shocked that he's even doing the broadcasting thing. I thought he'd go away. Me too. He's the greatest player of all time. Like, we see guys like Romo. You know, like average to above average guys do this. You know, the Aikmans, but never the best. You know, you would never think like Michael Jordan is going to start doing games for no. whoever. Like uh, Wayne Gretzky is going to now now announce games. Like uh, Barry Bonds. Like that. It's it's still really weird to me that we're going to have Tom Brady calling games. I'm I'm still honestly skeptical. That it even happens, but he's, that's it's too much money to turn down. If he's getting three hundred and seventy-five million dollars over ten years, what would the price tag be on Tiger Woods? Whoa! If he announced that he wanted to be the main, you know, Nick Faldo left. Uh, I, Trevor Immelman has now replaced him. What I would think- it be for Tiger Woods if he announced? Yeah. I, I want to be on the PGA Tour for whether it's NBC or CBS. Because it's golf, it's automatically going to be less than enough. I would probably say it's half that. I don't know, 150 man. for 10 years, 15 a year. Like, I, I don't know if these stations are giving enough money to, like, their golf broadcast. Like, I don't know if, you know, Fox's NFL broadcast probably – they're giving them hundreds of millions of dollars for that. Oh my Their God. budget's huge. Oh, it's it's probably close yeah. to a billion or something. The budget for golf is nowhere close to that. You know, I mentioned this late on Friday, if you didn't hear, but uh, Andrew Marsham with the New York Post, who covers the media, uh, by the way, he asked me, and uh, I I had a uh, a quote for him. I said I I felt like I was uh, not getting enough respect. Disrespect. Yeah, uh, here in Jacksonville, we'll, we'll see if it makes the newspaper, um, but. He said that Greg Olson, who's going to call this year's Super Bowl, and in all, this is really the whole ripping of Tony Romo is is kind of freakish. You know, certain things become like the the in thing to do, and you know, regardless of what it is, kind of the cool thing to do right now is from out of nowhere just rip Tony Romo. I mean. Everyone is doing it. Articles are being written. Twitter's killing him. But anyway, Greg Olson really picked up uh, a lot of fans, and he's being rewarded right now 
is one of the best analysts. Obviously, when Brady comes aboard, you're not going to pay Tom Brady $375 million over 10 years and not have him on the number one team. So Greg Olson is going to go to number two, but Marchand in his reporting said that if he gets offered a number one job, he has the right to get out of that contract with Fox and go. And, you know, you got Dr. Herbie, who I didn't hear, even Alway talked about as Al Michaels complaining. I, I really don't know what Herb Street did uh, this year. To me, Herb Street was a bad hire because he's a college football guy. Uh, Chris Collinsworth has absolutely lost his fastball. Okay, go back to the Christian Kirk drop. Collinsworth said it was an overthrow by Trevor Lawrence. Last year was one of the most insane things that we have ever heard. When LA's down and OBJ goes out and he's like, "Oh my God, what, you know what's Los Angeles going to do?" I mean, I'm like, uh, uh, well, I, I don't know, Chris. Maybe, maybe the throw the ball to the maybe throw the ball to Cooper Cup, man. The guy just won the Triple Crown, man. Most receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Columbus, like, you know, what are they going to do here? I mean, this is unbelievable. So Collinsworth has lost his fastball. Be interesting to see what happens. And, and now you have Romo, who's receiving a tremendous amount of criticism. And, you know, that whole talk about the intervention that apparently took place, CBS denied it. And they just of went course. on to say that they meet with their talent routinely, but there's talk that Nance and Romo don't get along. And you know what? There are times where you can over-micromanage. Someone at CBS made Tony Romo change from what people enjoyed most out of him. That was his ability to call the next play, predict where the next play is going to go. For one reason or another, they told him to stop doing that. I heard differently. I heard that Jim Nance, in an interview I listened to about a month ago, said he, I don't know what to believe here, but that, Romo felt like he was becoming a one-trick pony with the, uh, you know, predicting okay. the game. I heard that and as well. he yeah. decided upon himself to be like, hey, I'm going to let everyone know and show everybody that I'm more well-rounded, that I can just be a regular analyst. Yeah. I think that what happened this year with the intervention, which is hilarious to think about, is that they CBS people were thinking, hey, you're playing too much golf or you're not studying as hard as you were preparing like you were the first couple years in this show. And and I I certainly can see that part of it as well. No doubt. Uh, Here's a guy who says, say what you want, but Mike Tirico over Al Michaels. Absolutely. It's not even close. 35-25. And Tirico is is flawless. I mean, he did the – I want to say he did – uh, hockey. I want to say he wow. did the the the, uh, the outdoor game that I watched in Boston recently. January first game, yeah. the Winter Classic. Uh, Tariko's phenomenal on golf, and obviously he's very good uh, with football. Hey, that's gonna do it. Tomorrow night after helmets and heels, the rest of the week six to eight. I don't check the text line now. The show is over. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter. That is Baloo, B-A-L-L-O-U at 1010XL. For JJ, I'm Rick Ballou. We'll talk tomorrow night.